Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Dev, locally, we've got a new green bin project that's maybe in the works. What exactly is a green bin? What's this project all about? So this would basically be for uh, food waste and uh, food scraps. And so whatever uh, doesn't make it into uh, a meal or for dinner, you can just uh, find a different way to dispose of it. And uh, it's something we've been looking at in London for a while now, for a couple years, more than a couple years, but it's always been rejected just because of the cost. It would cost over, uh, it would cost $12 million to set up then between 4 and $5 million to run annually. The, uh, the old provincial government had set uh, targets for waste diversion and every city in the province had to meet, had to get there. So London's been working towards uh, a waste diversion of about 60%. So basically what they're going to be talking about at uh, committee today is whether or not maybe now is finally the time to do a green bin. The interesting thing is there was a survey that was done recently by the city. They got, they talked to Ipsos uh-huh. and a majority of Londoners said they would be willing to pay more for a green bin. So the cost has always been the big obstacle for previous city councils to bring this in. Now, according to this survey, the city commissioned, there are Londoners who are saying basically an increase of taxes to bring in the green bin. Because usually once you say taxes, everybody's out. Yeah. You know, so this one, it seems like almost people's morality or whatever is shining above their wallet. It's like saying, you know, I want more homework kind of a thing. You know? <laughs> I hate those people. The ones in the back <laughs> of the class with their hand up. I mean, really, depending on how you want to think about it, if we don't do this, we're one of the few cities in on, in Ontario that doesn't really have a green bin program and there's better ways to to, to divert our waste. When you think about it in the, in the roundabout sense, it could cost us more if we don't do anything and if our landfill fills up even quicker. So we're going to have to spend the money either way. Okay, blue bins, green bins, a lot of color on the news this morning, including Hulk Hogan, who apparently doesn't like a certain color of people. The Tash Show Podcast. A rare wrestling sports segment here, Dev. Uh, It's uh, not often we do something on wrestling, but Hulk Hogan is uh, one of the biggest uh, names ever in wrestling, and There was an announcement that was made uh, on Sunday by the WWE that Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the World Wrestling Entertainment Hall of Fame. Three years ago, he was booted from the Hall of Fame after there was that sex tape that he was caught on and he was making uh, racial slurs on it. Yeah. Like he said the N-word and was uh, insulting his daughter's uh, boyfriend, who was black. Yes. I mean, Ex-boyfriend it, now. It was, I mean, he, and he was scrubbed from everything. Like, the, they they dropped him off the website. I think they mo- removed him from the, the game that was coming out, mm-hmm. the video game that was coming out soon after that. They removed all knowledge of Hulk Hogan from anything in WWE, which, when you consider his history with, uh, with the whole copy, it's pretty difficult. Since then, though... They say that uh, he has done a good job of apologizing, of uh, wanting to uh, make amends, of working with uh, young people to not make the same mistake he did, Hmm. and has shown a genuine uh, remorsefulness that that led them to this decision. So he tweeted out, and I just love when Hulk Hogan tweets like he talks. How many brothers are going to be in this tweet? There's only one brother, but still, I mean, he said, just met with WWE. 
and uh, I've been praying for this day, and I finally feel like I make it back home. Only love for the WWE universe, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I have one question. What does Booker T think about all this? (laughs) He's one guy that can give Hogan the pass, I think. But it is, I mean, it's obviously terrible to be saying that and that you get caught on camera. But what's the WWE Hall of Fame without Hulk Hogan? I mean, really, for decades, he was the biggest star. I mean... (laughs) I don't view the WWE Hall of Fame the same way I view like you know the actual like Major League Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. or the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. But for me, I mean, everyone views Halls of Fame differently. For me, a Hall of Fame is the history of the sport, mm-hmm. and sometimes that history is good. Sometimes that history is not so good. Yeah. And so someone like Pete Rose, I think, should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Because I mean, he is your major league hits leader. Like he's still on your record books as the hits leader. Yeah. So when people go through Cooperstown and they look for where, who le- who's your all-time home run leader? Oh, it's Barry Bonds. Where's Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? Oh, he's not here. Yeah. Who's your all-time uh, hits leader? Oh, well, it's Pete Rose. Where's Pete Rose's bust? Oh, it's not here. It just doesn't make sense to me to have these major figures in your sport not in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean... It's, now, well, the, the you know, WWE Hall of Fame is that's, different, that's but That's directly still. related. So the Pete Rose thing is directly related to the sport. The Hulk Hogan one is not necessarily de- directly related to the WWE. He obviously did something reprehensible. I mean, you know, he, he showed his racist hand, yes. and uh, obviously we got a peek behind the curtain. However, is there a statute of limitations saying something offside, uh, saying something rude, whether it's something homophobic, sexist, or racist, is there truly any athlete in the world who's never said something like that behind behind the scenes, no matter what your color is? I mean, really, like, imagine if there was cameras around forever. Like, would Ty Cobb be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Ty <laughs> He'd Cobb. definitely be on camera saying something racist. Ty Cobb, well, he, he's a known racist. Like, he's yeah. a tremendous racist, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, Babe Ruth was given favorable coverage by the media of the day just because the relationship between athletes and media was different back then it's it's for me like in some cases we can't be basing the past based on our present beliefs Mm -hmm. but for hulk hogan what he said was only three years ago but even then if he's sincere i think it was actually he was suspended three years ago i think he said in 2007 okay so it's pretty recent (laughs) still it's recent enough where we're not it's not as though we just like the entire world got woke in 2008 so it's it's still bad but if he's sincere and he's genuine in wanting to make amends, then I think, you know, we should want we should want everyone to have a second chance if they're being sincere and genuine and clearly they believe he is. And I haven't really seen others who have accused him of not being sincere or genuine, so good. The Taz Show on FM eighty six. Devin Peacock's here with sports. Quite the home run derby last night, Dev. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. I mean, Bryce Harper won the home run derby. It was a weird home run derby from the stance of normally it's, you know, a bunch of American League guys, a bunch of National League guys. Last night's home run derby had one guy from the American League, seven guys from the National League. Hmm. And that's just a just a random thing. In the, in the end, it doesn't really matter. But uh, in the end, it was uh, Bryce Harper who won. He is just the third player ever to win the Home Run Derby in his home park. 
Washington is uh, hosting uh, the uh, All-Star game this year, and so it, it's basically Bryce Harper's weekend. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised there's only been three guys to do it. I mean, what are the odds that the best hitter in the league is also playing uh, the home run derby in his, in his home stadium? But home field advantage you would know like what you know you you'd be used to that park right yeah i mean it's not always like say sometimes like the blue jays only representative this year is jay hap so sometimes you know the guy that's the hometown guy isn't always like a home run hitter right maybe it's a pitcher maybe it's you don't see as many you know slap hitters these days you know like or ricky henderson wasn't really a, a slap hitter in his day but the guys that aren't just you know you know selling out for power now that harper does that all this year his his batting average is pretty low so it doesn't always work out perfectly that the guy that can hit the home runs and play in the derby is also playing but it also doesn't work out that the guy wants to even be in the home run derby because home run derbies traditionally have screwed up guys' swings for the second half of the season. So hopefully mm-hmm. that doesn't happen for uh, Bryce Harper this time around. Well, if Bryce Harper can't play for the second half of the season, maybe his dad can step in because <laughs> I know Bryce won, but his dad is getting all the headlines because he is absolutely jacked. And he's the one that was tossing in the pitches for Bryce. He was uh, doing uh, – he was he was his uh, pitcher for the evening. And – I. It might just be me, but I feel as though his dad's name's dad. His dad's name's got a cool name, Ron Harper. Ron Harper? <laughs> Why is that cool? I don't know. It just feels like it's like a like. Sounds like Stephen Harper's lame brother. What? Well, just feels <laughs> like Ron Harper is like you know, you know who uh, terrorized me in school? Who? Ron Harper. R H. <laughs> you know? Do you want to go down to the to the end of the street to to get the mail? I don't know. I'm kind of scared of that uh, neighbor down the end of the street. Who? Ron Harper. <laughs> okay. Well, he looks like Dave Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy, former wrestler, man. The guys, look at his arms. They're like veiny and Well, so I got this one Holy thing. moly. Like there like there's a picture right there of his arm. It's just like he is he is jacked. He's yeah. in he's in good shape. He was firing in the pitches. Like they to me, it might just be anecdotal, but they just seemed like he was throwing them harder than what you would normally get for a home run derby and Bryce Harper was swinging harder than you normally see for a home run derby. Like he was taking like strong cuts, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, it worked for him obviously, but the, 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 the reaction to Ron Harper afterwards was just great. Like <laughs> there's one thing I like uh sports nation had about, you know, how Ron Harper missed his calling as a strength football coach. <laughs> <laughs> You said that uh, Bryce Harper was, uh, you know, tried to get recruited at what age? Who tried to recruit him? So he was like, even as young as like eight or nine years old, he was basically people saw he was a phenom. He was going to be something. And so even at nine years old, there were teams from around the country that were just calling up the Harper family and saying, hey, can, can Bryce come play on our select team? That that's insane. You hear that in soccer all the time. Like they they headhunt kids under the age of ten, around the age of six. I think Messi was being looked at by major clubs. Uh, but Br- Bryce Harper, you, the guy's eleven. But just look at his dad. The Tash Show podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is back. You remember him as Borat, Ali G, Bruno, 
all his movies are total spectacles and I personally love love his his work when he interviews people and just gets them to expose just how ridiculous they are. So his new project is called Who is America? It's a mini series on Showtime where he travels around America and he's duping some pretty well-known American figures like Sarah Palin, Roy Moore, Dick Cheney. He was in the news recently cuz he cuz Sarah Palin found out after she already did an interview with him that she was duped by uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. So his new character is a Israeli anti-terrorist expert named Colonel Aaron Murad. Here is uh, a clip from the first episode of his new show, Who is America? Sheket Sayir, my name, Colonel Iran Morad. I am the terrorist terminator. In America, there is big problem of shootings in schools. The NRA want to arm the teachers. This is crazy. They should be arming the children. Yalla, let's go. So the first episode's apparently all about gun control. Here's another clip where he sits down with a gun rights activist and suggests that maybe they start giving guns to kindergarten uh, kids to to defend themselves. In America, there have been a lot of shootings in the school and in the university. What do the liberals say is the reason for this and this solution? Well, they blame it on guns. Yeah, it's crazy because <laughs> they blame it on the guns. Yes, mushuga. Yes, it's mushugar. It is. We start a program in Israel for kindergartens. Okay. We train them from the age 16 down to the age three. Yeah, well, I, I think it would be a, a good idea. We, we've been pushing something along this line for years, but really haven't gotten any traction with it. We were thinking seventh or eighth grade. You're talking much younger than that. My son was in the very first program. May he rest in peace. Uh, he died doing what I love. It's kind of amazing. You go, how does Sasha Baron Cohen keep getting away with this? Are people not doing their research? They not recognize him? Well, he in this show, he does have a bunch of like facial prosthetics. It's giving him a huge jaw. So he doesn't necessarily look like himself, but he sounds exactly like Borat still, right? This is crazy. They should be arming the children. All the clips I've seen so far are very funny. You can catch uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America? Sundays on Showtime. The Tash Show Podcast. Forbes magazine just uh, released a new issue, and on the cover is Kylie Jenner. Uh, and the title is America's Women Billionaires. And I guess the representation of American female billionaires is Kylie Jenner. The sub uh, headline is uh, At 21. She's set to be the youngest ever self-made billionaire. Welcome to the area of extreme fame leverage. So she's worth $900 million. God. Which is in itself crazy. Unbelievable. Seeing as how she's 21, I don't know what she does all day. I guess it's a, <laughs> a cosmetic company mostly. She just She's a model, obviously. She has huge name recognition. So on Instagram and online and on Twitter, uh, she just gets paid a ton of money just to promote products. But that means she's $100 million away from, a billion, from being a billionaire, Dev. And her fans are so insane 
that they're starting a GoFundMe that says, let's help Kylie Jenner get to a billion. So not only is she worth $900 million, her fans are giving her free money for nothing just so she can claim the title of a billionaire. What is going on in the world? I mean, at least it's not her setting mm-hmm. it up. Cause that, not that this is good. Yeah. That would be worse. She has $900 million. You don't need to throw her a dinner. Yeah. It's mind blowing. I'm sure it's a joke. I, I want to believe it's a joke. I can't, it can't be serious. There are, there are people out there who I feel like if Kylie Jenner were to walk in the room, they would break down and start crying. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's funny because, you know, um, England has the Royal family that they obsess over and nobody really knows what they do all day. I feel like America's royal family is the Kardashians. It's just, it's all, they're always in the headlines. I know we're not helping by talking about them right now, but it's just $900 million. Well, just think like, assume for a moment that these people are successful mm-hmm. and they raise a hundred million dollars. Imagine what you could do with a hundred million dollars where you're not trying to make a person who <laughs> has been raised from birth with a tremendous amount of advantages already. Yeah, the race from birth is a good point, Dev, too, because on the on the uh, the, the the quote I just wrote at twenty I read at twenty one, she's set to be the youngest ever self made self made billionaire. How is Kylie Jenner a self made billionaire? Are you a self made billionaire now when you don't make a sex tape with a rapper? <laughs> that's considered self made. Well, I mean, even that's you know she did it. So, <laughs> well, I guess so. But I mean, like Jeff Bezos, Amazon guy. Sure, he may be evil potentially, <laughs> but at least he came from nothing. It seems like, and looks seems like he's working harder than I am. Kylie Jenner, I I just don't get it. Not anyone could just go and do what Kylie Jenner does and be successful about it because a lot of people have tried. Yeah, but. Part of the reason why there is, she even gets in the door to do this in the first place is because of who her family is. Without so, a doubt. Like, she doesn't even have the same face she had when she was a teenager. It's all plastic surgery. And by the way, you can do whatever you want to your face and body, but it's just, everything is so artificial. I just, I want to find a, on GoFundMe just how much money has been raised so far. I haven't been able to find it yet. Let's see. But, like, because if, if there's even a million dollars. $18,000. Okay, good. <laughs> Good. The 96 Take with Taz, Jim, and Devin. We were talking last week about LeBron James. He's uh, picked up by the by the LA Lakers, and we were talking about how he's obviously setting himself up for a future career after his retirement to be a Hollywood star, right? Hollywood star, even like star in, but also I think produce movies as well. Yeah, yeah. And I I randomly off the top of my head pitched a, pitched a movie idea because we were talking about Space Jam uh, about uh, about LeBron James. I I've I've thought about it over the weekend, Dev, and I I want to repitch it to you. And I think my idea for LeBron James's movie that I want to pitch to LeBron, I think I have the idea fleshed out a little bit. I want I want to run it by you, okay? All right, you've got notes, so this is. I uh, have notes, okay. So so picture this. So the year's 2020. North Korea and America are trying to come to some diplomacy agreements here. Uh, in a gesture of goodwill, North Korea says we'll host the NBA All Star uh, 2020 All Star Tournament. And so America's like, okay. They fly over all of their. Uh, they decide they're going to fly over all of their NBA stars. Meanwhile, LeBron James has retired early from the NBA. He's his ego's out of control. He's uh he's now a movie star. He he doesn't put in the hard work anymore. He doesn't want to hustle. All he wants to do is be a movie star. He wakes up every morning surrounded by strippers and people partying super hard. 
Cut to former American president Barack Obama. He's he's mad about the shape of America and what Donald Trump's done to the place. He he's been off the radar, staying away from the spotlight. All he does now is smoke darts outside <laughs> and work on his jump shot because uh, he's a, he loves basketball. So he's just outside shooting free throws all day, all day. Michelle's like Barack. Come inside, man. It's freezing out here on this cold Illinois night. He's like, I'm not coming in, Michelle. All he's doing is shooting free throws. And uh, so the the NBA All-Star team goes over to North Korea. North Korea pulls a fast one, kidnaps all the NBA stars, (laughs) and threatens America with intergalactic nuclear war. They have a spaceship that can launch a nuke. Okay? Cut to... LeBron James waking up amongst all the strippers, seeing this news one morning, and he's like, oh, man, all my old basketball buddies are kidnapped. So lo and behold, all the best NBA stars in the world are all kidnapped, so it's up to LeBron James and Barack Obama, (laughs) two-on-two, to go to North Korea and take them on for a basketball game. Winner takes all. If North Korea wins... Nuclear war is 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 happening. If uh, America wins, they win the war. Uh, meanwhile, they show up to to play North Korea. North Korea has experimented on all the basketball players, taken all their genes, injected them into Kim Jong Un. He's now seven foot two. He's ripped, and he's joined by Dennis Rodman, and uh, they're going to take on LeBron James and Barack Obama. So lo and behold, Dev. Even though uh, uh, Rodman and Kim Jong Un playing super dirty, uh, LeBron and Obama win the game. They win the war, win the game. The U.S. national anthem comes on in North Korea. They're celebrating on the court. Who shows up on the sidelines? Donald Trump with a slow clap during the anthem. <laughs> what does Donald Trump do? Takes a knee. Smash cut to credits The movie shall be called Space Force Jam What do you think Dev? I love it I love it It's a hit I think that could actually be a movie The Tash Show Podcast